Audio Cam with Cam Scotland. Bridge differences with mediation. Welcome to Audio Cam. My name's Scott Doherty. Uh, I'm here today with Susan Oswald of SKO uh, Family Law Specialists in Edinburgh. Welcome, Susan. Hello. Uh, and we're talking today about the, the the types of things that you can sort out uh, in mediation. We've talked very generally in previous interviews about how mediation can be used to resolve disputes. But thinking of those disputes, what, in what type of situations do you see most people coming to mediation? I think the first thing to say is that people come for many, many different reasons. Uh, people come in very, very different situations. I think the one thing that they have in common is that they are usually in quite an emotional situation and it's quite difficult in that situation to be uh, clear-headed and rational at a time when there are lots and lots of decisions to be made and people find themselves in flux. It may be that somebody has very, very recently separated. It may be that it's people who've been apart for some time. It may even be people who have been in court and proceedings have already been raised and are up and running. It may be that they've reached a particular issue where the best way to resolve that isn't uh, in a court situation, but to have a, a forum where they can explore the issues more, yes. more thoroughly. Yes. Uh, sometimes it can be quite a complex situation. Um, I've experienced of people who, just the way things worked out in the relationship, they had uh, financial help from family members at, at different times, which they, they accepted at the time and didn't really think, didn't really analyse. Yeah. No, uh, and it's not until separation comes along and suddenly these informal arrangements all become very, very uh, high conflict and have to be unpicked. Uh, there can be situations where people have had a lot of support and advice from family members, which can be quite helpful, other times less helpful, and that has caused uh, problems for them. Uh, there are times when people simply feel quite adrift. They just don't know where to turn. And it may be that the person that they would naturally have turned to is the person who, in fact, they're in opposition. That's right. Uh-huh. So where else uh-huh. would they turn? Yeah. Where else would they turn? And you were talking about the emotion of it, and um, particularly where parties have recently separated and things yeah. are quite raw. Yeah. Um, in what uh, in that situation, how how can a mediation help uh, move things along? I think one of the first things is is for people in that. At the very beginning, if people are feeling very raw, very adrift, it's a forum that gives them a sense of of control because just at a very practical level, the meetings are at times that suit them. They have an opportunity to, to think about what it is that they want to discuss rather than feel that they are answering questions. And I think one of the things that people often worry about is when they go and see a solicitor, Sometimes there are a number of questions which we as solicitors all take as, as, as granted, as, as absolutely normal. Um, the date you got married, the date you separated, the date your children were born. And sometimes people can feel that there's a bit of a, a barrage of, uh, of, of questions as opposed to having a chance for them to set the agenda yes. and to say what it is that's important for them and to make sure that the person 
that they are trying to uh, discuss matters with hears them. Uh, people sometimes get into situations where they're saying they feel they're saying the same thing over and over again it's not being sure. listened to uh, mediation is a way of stopping and checking that that has been heard and absorbed and commented on and fed back on and sometimes that's enough for somebody to feel that and then they can they can move on yes. until they feel that the, the, they're not going to address the, the bigger issues um, I also think at a practical level, mediations can take, we have mediations in the evenings, we have mediations at weekends, we have mediations at times that, that suit the particular circumstances of, of the individuals. Every family is different and, and for some people that childcare is easier at weekends or evenings than it is through the day. That's right, that's right. Uh, and thinking again, going back to the, the people who have recently separated, um, uh, and their emotions are quite raw. Is it fair to say that um, there's a um, almost a, an element that people would like to have their say in court, uh, or at least feel that they have to have their say in court, mm-hmm. because they're not yet dealing with the emotions that are arising out of their, their separation? I think one of the problems is, yes, they're, they're, in that rawness, what people uh, can find very difficult about court is if they have, if they feel that they have been the wronged person and they want to go into court and have some um, blame apportioned at the other and that doesn't happen and they come away very dissatisfied because they experience uh, the court decision as a very blunt instrument where the fact that they hadn't done anything wrong and yet they have ended up losing uh, so much and that's because the court really can't be involved in the emotions. The, the, the role of the court is to make a decision along you know, along lines of fairness to the individual that oftentimes doesn't feel very fair at all. Yes. Uh, and mediation does allow people to explore the, the emotions that they're feeling and to have that acknowledged and then they're able to put their practical head on and, and look at something quite emotive like where are we going to end up living? Well that, that's the thing, I mean when you have separated and there is conflict there it must be quite difficult, uh, I would imagine, to look far into the future and say, well, where do I want to be? Yes. Uh, and you're not, uh, I mean, how, how can mediation help in that situation? I think mediation is good in that situation because especially where the, the bigger issues are around children and what you're trying to achieve is something whereby the children are able to have a relationship with both parents and it has to be something that is, is, is workable. Uh, some of the biggest problems I've seen have been court-imposed orders where the parent whom the child is normally living, unless they are really uh, signed up to whatever the court order is, it's very, very difficult to make it work. It's yes. very, very difficult to enforce an order if there isn't goodwill uh, on both sides. And I think you've got a much, much better chance of that in mediation because in the course of mediation, people do have the chance to really properly consider things and to realise that no matter how hurt they feel, no matter how betrayed, that other person is still a parent and the child needs to have an ongoing relationship with that person, no matter how hard it is, and especially if there's a third party involved. But that's the kind of thing that you you really need uh, to have the time to properly discuss and think about, acknowledge, listen 
and a, and a court, not the, the place of Because certainly thinking about that, um, you know, when you go to see a solicitor, I would imagine a lot of people are thinking of that clean break uh, yes. solution uh, that you hear banded about. Um, but you're saying that, if particularly in a, a situation where there are still parents, yes. uh, parties are still parents, the nature of the relationship is changing, uh, yes. and you're saying that mediation is a way of helping them kind of readjust the yes. relationship. And I, in my experience, one of the more um, difficult situations is where one parent feels that they were the primary carer and that that is something that they imagine will continue um, and especially if the person who sees themselves as having been primary care is the parent who feels wronged then they very much find it difficult to countenance a more a move to a, a different parenting pattern from the child's perspective there are times when post-separation they actually have a better relationship with the other parent simply because that has to be the way it is. Yes. They have to make more of a, an effort and things that were just taken for granted and one person perhaps just did and that was for no particular reason but that was just how it always was. It's a change, it's a positive change where there have to be turnabout at taking children to events and being involved in school and being involved in decisions about health right down to really small things like taking them to the dentist but which before maybe just always fell on one person's shoulders sure. um, but letting letting go for one person and taking responsibility for the other person that is something that has to be very carefully negotiated mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and mediation is a is a forum and there's a, a, a way of, of working towards what is best um, as opposed to um, a, a court order I mean, sometimes there's no that that is what has to happen but a court order where it's very blunt and it doesn't suit anybody yes, and maybe not even the child the child lives life by a timetable that doesn't really fit with what would be in their their best interest That's in child. Right. Uh, and thinking about the the effort that um, separated parents might have to make that previously they might not have done in the, yeah. in the relationship um, is it fair to say that there would have to be the same level of effort um, when they come into the, the mediation room? Oh yes, I'm not saying mediation is, is easy. Um, I think it is um, very, very difficult for people. Uh, they are having to think about things that they maybe haven't thought about for a long time. Uh, they're having to talk about things that are very personal. Um, there are things that they may say which will be perceived as a criticism of the other. Sometimes, though, it's the first time in a long time that they actually acknowledge the role of the other um, in the children's lives, and there can be quite positive. And that's very, very helpful because for the first time, somebody feels, oh, yeah, you have noticed what I've done, and that's taken on board. Um, and that can help take things forward. But also, the, the good thing about mediation, I think, is the, is the pace, because it may be that all that you can agree at the very outset is something quite, quite basic, quite minimal, and you see how that goes, and then come back sometime later and say, well, what worked there? What didn't work? What was, the, what was the best bit about that arrangement for sharing weekends? Or would it be better for the, it to be alternate weekends? We have a look at that after you've tried to see how a, a particular pattern works out. I've got, in fact, two couples now um, that I have seen 
over the course of three years and one couple a year apart. And the, the first time that we met, the kind of um, things they were talking about were to do with where they would they'd live and they, they came to a big decision and that was that um, their, the, the family home would be sold but it wouldn't be sold straight away. And then we, we, we met a year later because they were at the, t they were at the stage there where they realised that, yep, selling the house, that would make that would make sense. A year earlier, no, it was, it was too raw and it was too soon. To find out how mediation can help you, follow us at CAM Scotland on Twitter, Facebook and Google+, or visit camscotland.co.uk. I've certainly seen situations like that before where <coughs> the, the parties have um, they've been able to come to an agreement about a big thing but there's still there, there is that barrier there that they, they just can't get over mm. and yet um, mediation, talking about its flexibility, can still yeah. be used as you say, through the, the periodic yeah. um, uh, times when big decisions have to be made yeah. so whereas you know, you're not looking to resolve absolutely everything over a matter of weeks or months mm -hmm. in various mediation sessions. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is that if, if a big decision comes up in the horizon, yeah. uh, it, maybe this time next year, for example, you're you know welcome to come back to mediation and, and, and discuss that only. Because I think that sometimes people feel overwhelmed at the beginning because they 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 know roughly what the law says and and they're. Sometimes they're really shocked by that because they, they, that's a big surprise to them. You know, that for example, if somebody might think, "Well, it was my pension. I had no idea there was any possibility of that being shared." Or what, what we're talking about, um, but they get overwhelmed by all of the big decisions that have to be made, and and then think, "Well, I've got to do it all now. And how's that possible?" And they're completely flailing, as opposed to taking it in a more staged way, so as that deal with what needs to be dealt with just now, see how that works out, and then take it more or less sort of step by step. But each step doesn't need to be the same length. Yes. There, there can be greater intervals or, or shorter intervals. Um, and sometimes for people, just the, the relief... I mean, I have had mediations where you can see people physically at the, by the end, the relief that they experience because they just feel it's a load off their shoulder that they don't have to do everything at once. Yes, I have. And, and I know that you'll have touched on this with the other people you've interviewed, but ultimately people are exploding. They're taking control for crafting their own solutions to their own very particular circumstances. And that can be done in conjunction with their lawyer. They each have their own lawyer. They can check things as they go along. Um, I think sometimes people worry that um, or they've gone to mediation and they've agreed something and maybe they've given away more than they should have um, or they haven't got as much as they might have and it's, it's perf perfectly valid to, to feel all of that uh, and that's the sort of thing you can check out with your own solicitor because of course the mediator although the advantage of a, a family law mediator is that that person knows the law and on a point of information can say what the law says they're not giving advice. Yes. They're not recommending. They're not judging. They're not saying, oh, you'd be mad to do that, or you should do that. It's, it's much more point of information. But you could at any point in a mediation go away and, and check um, where your 
where you're at, what your decision, what your implications of any decision um, might be with your own sure. lawyer, um, and also at the very, very end, what you've got are topics or heads of agreement. That is when it would be turned into um, a minute of agreement, and that's the binding contract, and that's the, the role of the lawyer to make sure that what it is that you've agreed um, the kind of understanding you've come to is actually enforceable. Because yes. I think another worry people have is that the understandings they've reached in mediation are a bit woolly mm-hmm. and it's very difficult to, to pin down. And that's in the nature of of life. Yes. You know, you've, the, the, the arrangements you may make about your children can be very, very um, complex and involve a whole lot of issues around dental hygiene and bedtimes and so something that a court would not be interested in yes. dealing with at all um, but that's the sort of thing you can discuss now under that general heading that's uh, going to be something that will inform how you agree their care pattern will fall and that's what would go into the, the, the minute of agreement That's right. Um, and it's well thought through and you've got a much better chance of that working also if as life goes on whatever it is you've agreed doesn't fit anymore because children go to different schools or they have different interests or they have special needs you, you, you come back yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah that, that's in mediation what you're saying is that you could frame an agreement and there, thereafter uh, an understanding about if things do change in the future for our kids um, or, or for our finances this is how we will deal with it uh, in a civil manner and so on but if if it's too big, uh, and uh, the parties feel that they can't um, come to an agreement about that. Then, as you say, they can always come back. Yeah. It's, it's never as final uh, no. as, it, as it needs to be. And also, if it's been properly discussed, it, especially where there is an element of distrust, where somebody feels, "Well, you're only saying that because um, you'll pay less financial support for the children if they sleep so many nights in your." That's that's the only reason you want to have the children stay overnight um, it's, and, and it may be that that's the first time the person's actually verbalised that and it's the first time the, the, the person who's being accused of this dreadful conduct has heard it and they might be a bit taken aback but instead of overreacting in the framework of mediation they can absorb that oh, oh I can see where you're coming from but no that's not why I'm suggesting however many nights in the week yes. and and they have an opportunity to explain their thinking and then the other person to, to take that on board and say yeah okay I see where you're coming from I've, I've seen a, f- a few parties in mediation say for example uh, when I got that lawyer's letter um, yeah. and and you see the, the person saying well I didn't really say that to my lawyer uh, or, yeah. or I didn't really mean that yes. uh, and I suppose that's um, the difficulty when there's someone in the middle uh, uh, you know the, the middleman the lawyers yeah. whereas in mediation you're saying that you're, you're kind of speaking directly to the, the horse's mouth yeah and you're, it's, it's more nuanced I mean you can under, because something that's written down in black and white can look a bit scary um, and, and I think the big topics that people get very frightened about are where are we going to live what's going to happen to the house what if you get a job in Aberdeen and we all live in Edinburgh? I mean, what's going to happen? Uh, and those are the kinds of things. If you get a letter about that, 
um, in couched in fairly formal terms, that is frightening. As opposed to if you, yeah, yeah, if you can discuss it and talk about what would be possible, what would the advantages be, what would the disadvantages be, what can you do about this, there is a much much better chance that you'll achieve something that suits everybody. Um, but thinking about the uh, again coming back to the efforts that parties might need to make to go into that room and commit to the process uh, you talked about how it, it is quite difficult to do yeah. that what if it's a, um, for one or, or two of the parties it is just a bit too difficult to sit in that room uh, with the other person um, if that's something that's going to be too difficult at the beginning then we can uh, do it a different way with a different model and that would be shuttle mediation where it's quite possible for the parties uh, to be in separate rooms and that can work it can also I think it, it demonstrates good faith because if somebody's prepared even although one person is saying that they're afraid that the other person is too aggressive or if they will come along and the other party will abide by that that in itself um, instills a bit of uh, confidence and trust and that can work really well eventually I have seen that work so well that they end up we're in the one room yes. but if that is too difficult then it's perfectly possible to operate shuttle mediation and sometimes that is exactly what people need because they're too afraid not necessarily physically afraid but they're just afraid they'll become overly emotional and they'll be very upset just to see that person and the sight of that person causes them not to be able to to speak rationally or to, or to think about things sensibly and, and they're, they're happier for yes. there to be that, that space. So whereas, uh, you know, even though the, ourselves as mediators are saying, well, you know, we'll try and address that and, mm-hmm. and give you the chance to speak and so on, uh, you know, that's, that's from our point of view, from the point of view of people that find it difficult to go into that room, mm-hmm. um, I suppose there's a comfort in knowing that they're not being forced into it. Mm-hmm. If they feel more comfortable... Separately, yes, Uh absolutely. And I mean, that is, it is very much um, the party's process. It's not the the mediator's, the mediator is there to facilitate. Uh, The parties bring the content and the parties set the pace. And if they want to be in separate rooms or if they want to start off together and see how it goes and then decide this is is difficult, I need a break, and in actual fact, it would be better if we continue but but separately. That's also... Um, fine. Um, also, the length of time that you mediate any one session can be. Most sessions, I haven't had a session that's lasted less than an hour. They're generally about an hour, and and I wouldn't um, like a session to run on longer than two hours because I think people get tired, um, and all the good work that you've done can be undone once people get a, a little bit tired. And sometimes it's quite tempting because you might be just getting to something quite important but I think it's worthwhile just checking that mm-hmm. everybody's okay and, and it might be that that's a good place just to, to hold whatever it is we've, we've achieved and, and to move on but that that can work whether we're in the one room or in, uh, right. in two, two separate rooms uh-huh. So what about um, misconceptions about mediation do you feel that there are any? I think the biggest misconception is, is that people mistake the word mediation for reconciliation um, and counselling and and sometimes they think that it's for people who haven't yet really decided and it is a way of perhaps 
coming back together again and looking at a reconciliation and sometimes in, in, a, in a separating couple there is one party who is much further down the separation road if you like and they're much clearer that the, this relationship is over and they sometimes perceive an, an, a, a suggestion of mediation by the other as that's because you're not um, accepting that our relationship is over yes. when in fact that's, that's not the case at all um, mediation is for people who have separated or are trying to arrange how best to separate um, that doesn't mean to say they're, they're not living in this I have plenty of people who come to see me who are still living at the same address difficult though it is uh, they still live under the same roof but they are separated yes. and what they're trying to do is before either one of them makes the big step they want to have practical arrangements in place and that, that's the purpose of mediation um, I think another misconception about mediation though is that it's a sort of soft option and um, that a lot of time is spent talking and, and not really getting anywhere and I think if you've ever experienced mediation you will know it is it is hard work but you certainly that the, uh, the results are are, are there um, and what people achieve in mediation I think is quite quite remarkable. I suppose the, the, the message there is that it's almost an easier option to go to court and to pass your interest to, to someone else to handle um, and it is quite difficult yeah. notwithstanding the, that misconception. Yeah and, and I think that it is also it's something that happens to you. Yes. Uh, you know, court is not led by you. Court is something that happens to you, and a, a decision is handed down. And it's, um, you know, some people liken it to, you know, they, they are watching a, something happen to somebody else. <laughs> uh, when in fact, yeah. no, no, no. This is this is your this life. Is what you're going to have to live with. Them. Yeah, yeah, your children, your your life, and you will live by that order. And um, that's quite quite difficult as opposed to mediation offers you a chance to shape your future rather than to have something decreed something handed down yes. brilliant so it's been great to, to talk to you today Susan thanks thank for you very much thank and you you've been listening to AudioCam you've been listening to AudioCam with Cam Scotland for more interviews and links to our mediators Subscribe on iTunes and thanks for listening.